Okay, here we are again. Good afternoon to everybody. Just finished video number 20. We finished up chapter 7. Now we're going to go into chapter 8, the book of Revelation. Make sure you have pencil and paper. Write stuff down, write as, down as much as you can pertaining to these things so they give you a, a things to look back on and reference later on. And also to, uh, well, just to, just to help you understand. The more times you go over it, more you'll understand it. The Bible says there's a blessing for those that read and those that hear and keep those things that are written herein. So let's have a look. We're going to go into chapter 8. So we just finished up chapter 7. Now chapter 7 was a pause, remember? Chapter 7 began with, um, well, let's go back to chapter 6. It sets up chapter 7. The sun, moon, and the stars were uh, uh, darkened. And the sign of the Son of Man, Jesus Christ is in the, there he is, he's coming in the clouds, he's going to gather his people. And they talk at the, at the end of the chapter, says the wrath of God has come, so he's going to get his people off the earth before that takes place, because we are not appointed to wrath. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. So, um, in the beginning of chapter 7, you basically have these four angels, they're holding back these four winds, another angel comes and says, hold on guys. Don't do anything. We've got to first seal the 144,000, the servants of our God, so they can go through this, what's coming up. And then the next thing, the second thing, verse 14, talked about the removal of God's people. The uh, Christians would be there uh, uh, with him in heaven. So we come to chapter 8. And the wrath of God is about to begin. Um, the seventh seal introduces the seven trumpets, which begin the wrath of God. Now you stop and think about the anger and fierceness of God's wrath, and that's going to be what takes place. From this point on, from chapter 8 down through to 15 or so, uh, it talks about the wrath of God and deals with the events. And it gets progressively worse as we go along. You'll see these first four trumpets are terrible things that are going to happen. And then it gets worse. And then you've got your bowl judgment, which is even worse than that. Let's have a look then. Let's get right into it here. The seventh seal introduces the seven trumpets. Verse 1, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. You just picture it now. The Bible tells us, and we looked at back in chapter 4 and 5, at the, uh, around the throne room of God, there's these creatures that uh, what they do is they say, holy, holy, holy. That's, they just continually say that. And there's other things taking place, and the elders around there, and the angels in number, and praising the Lord and all those things. But all of heaven goes silent. You stop and think about that for a bit. For what reason would that be? I don't know exactly, but the thing that comes to my mind is just the solemnness. Is that the word? The solemnness? The solemnity? I don't know what, what the word is. But it's a very serious, serious time. Maybe a touch of sadness. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves the people. He wants them to be saved. God made all things. He made mankind in his image. And now he has to uh, pronounce, 
a judgment upon them. I was just going to think of a different way to say it, but it's kind of like that. What kind of a judge would you have in a court of law if somebody did a horrible, horrible crime and the judge says, oh, never mind, you're fine. Great judge, eh? God is absolutely and infinitely holy and he is just and he will and has to deal with and punish rebellion and sin. And this world is rebellious and sinful. And we're seeing it right here. Now that's the future from us here. Christians will not be there at this time. We will see some of the things through the seals. We will not see the trumpets and the bold judgments. Okay? This is not pre-tribulational rapture. That's not accurate. It's not according to the scripture. But this is according to the scripture as just, just what it says. Okay? It says this and that, so that's what it is. We have this silence in heaven going to take place. I wonder when that's going to be. We look at the things changing around us. It may not be too long. could be quite a while. We can't set a date. We won't do that. We'll be foolish to do that. But we must be ready for things to change. There's a walk up to these things. Things get progressively worse, progressively worse, and there you are. Chapter 8. The silence. A sadness that God has to allow these things to take place, and yet it must be done. He said this is what it's going to be. John says, And I saw seven angels, verse 2, which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. You have seven angels and seven trumpets now. Remember, the Lord Jesus himself was the one opening the seals. We saw that in chapters 4 and 5, that scroll with the seven seals. The Lord Jesus would take that from the hand of the Father at some point in the near future and begin opening those seals. The very last seal is opened on that scroll, which we believe has something to do with like we call it the title deed of the earth. And go back to a previous um, uh, video, chapters 4 and 5, for an explanation of that. We see the seven angels and seven trumpets. In verse 3, another angel, means another of the same kind of angel. He comes and he stood at the altar having a golden censer. Now, the, the, um, in the tabernacle, Back in the Old Testament times, there was a, um, an incense altar, an incense thing stood about that high and had this uh, uh, incense burnt on it, some special concoction in, in the, uh, um, that was before God always. Now here we see an angel taking this a censer and putting some of the coals from the censer in that thing, okay, in that, and there was given unto him uh, much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Now let's just look at this for a minute. Another angel, um, he has this censer and the incense and the prayers of saints is mentioned. When you think of our prayers, it's, it's, it's a, the Bible talks of it as a sweet savor to God, a sweet smell to God and mixed with this incense, a nice smell before God. Our prayers. Sometimes we don't have much of a sweet smell going up, do we? You know, we need to be praying much. God delights in that. It shows our dependence on Him. It shows our connection and our belief and trust in Him. Verse 4, prayers and incense ascended before God. God is the central point here, the central theme in all things. Now, this verse 5, it says that the censer is... Uh, 
And the, and the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. Just picture it in your mind. And cast it unto the earth. So he's casting down this, uh, this, this coals, as it were. Or may not be like this. These are things that have taken place up in heaven here. But the censer filled with fire from the altar. We know what fire is. And he cast it to the earth. And then there was... Now you just picture this. If you were upon the earth at that time, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you won't be there for this. Guaranteed, you won't be. You were removed chapter 7, verse 14, okay? And now this is the wrath of God. The wrath of God won't touch a Christian because Jesus paid the price of all of our sins on the cross of Calvary. He took the wrath for us, okay? So if you're on the earth at that time, then it says, And there was voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. So those things, the voices and thunderings and lightnings, weren't, weren't happening in heaven because earthquakes don't happen in heaven. They happen on the earth. <laughs> Makes sense, eh? So things are getting kind of weird sound. There's voices and thunderings and lightnings all around and a great earthquake. Verse 6 tells us that the seven angels prepared to sound. That would get everybody's attention all those other things, first of all, wouldn't it? Voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. Some people say, well, I like thunder and I like lightning. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're not saved, you'll, you'll be here to experience this probably. And you won't like it one bit. It'll scare you skinny. It will. Anyways, let's get off that and get going here. Verses 6 to 7, uh, verses 6 rather, the seven angels prepared to sound. So let's go to verse 7 of chapter 8, book of Revelation. The first angel sounded. Remember, this is the wrath of God. Now, we wanna, uh, we're going to keep track of all the things that happened here and how they progressed. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. You go back to um, Exodus part of Exodus and look at the uh, plagues that uh, God brought upon Egypt, you'll see uh, uh, um, fire and brimstone and such coming down upon the earth at that time. But in the future, in this time of uh, God's wrath, there'll be hail and fire mingled with blood. Strange, strange thing. I cannot comment on that. I cannot say what the blood is, where it's from, or whatever it is. I, I don't know, but that's what it says. I believe the Bible. I believe everything about it and everything in it, and that's what it says. That's what it is. That's what it's going to be. But I want you to note something. Look at verse 7. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the trees was burned up and all green grass was burned up. You see that the third part of trees? I want you to take note of that as we go down, as we look down through the trumpets, you'll notice that the third of is used often. Well, why not all the trees? Why not all, everything destroyed? The Bible talks about the wrath of God being filled up later on with the bowls. And it's unmingled, it's un, unmixed, undiluted. Here we see God's wrath and his judgment, but there seems to be an element of mercy. This isn't all-out wrath. It's only one-third he's afflicting. I personally think that that's what it is, because God is merciful, 
God is graceful. God gives room. But let's have a look at this. So this first angel sounded, and you know the people are upon the earth. People, that, the, the the Antichrist guys upon the earth. The armies and such are still there. The earth is still populated, except the believers are gone. Well, a third of the a third part of the trees were burnt up from these things that are cast upon the earth. A third of the trees. Just stop and think about that for a bit. Fires, forest fires. You know how big the Amazon rainforest is. A third of that's going to be burnt up. That's a lot. That's a lot of trees. And all green grass is burned up. It's going to get kind of warm on the earth too, you think? Then right after that, you get just unfolds like that in the, the uh, second uh, angel uh, sounds. The second trumpet uh, sounds in verse 8. And as it were a great mountain. Now it's not a mountain. He says, as it were, or like unto, we see in other parts of the Bible. It's like that, like a great mountain. Something, uh, John writes that down. It is cast into the sea. Now, which sea? We don't know. Is it the Mediterranean? We don't know. But it's cast into the sea, but it has an effect probably on all the waters, okay? Let's see what it does. Uh, great mountain, as it were, a great mountain burning with fire and cast into the sea. And there's the third, and a third part of the sea became blood. What comes to my mind is uh, the uh, um, the bloodthirsty people upon the earth, and people are bloodthirsty. The heart is wicked, wars and killings all the time, all kinds of stuff. God's going to give them blood to drink. Because you like it so much, I'm just going to give that to you. God is known by the judgment which he executes. I forget, is that Psalm 16 or is it Psalm 9, 16? Somewhere in there anyway. Let's have a look. The second trumpet, as it were, like as a great mountain on fire to the sea and the effect on, the, on all the waters. So one third of the sea becomes as blood. It also says one third of all the sea creatures die. One third of the fish or anything that lives in the sea is going to die. What happens when they die? Generally, they float up and stuff like that, you know. What a mess. What a stinking mess if any period of time goes along here. A rotting, stinking mess of water pollution and it's the blood. The seas became blood. And a third of the ships are destroyed. The merchants and the economics and the economy and such, because the shipping is, is, even in our day, how much stuff comes from other countries, these big containers, shipping is going to be tremendously affected. God's going to hit people right where they live. Um, fish are going, to, are going to be affected, animals will be affected in the sea, ships destroyed, one third. But notice it says one third, one third, one third. Again, would that refer to, and I think it does refer to, the uh, mercy of God. Because he is merciful. You'll see later on where he's, uh, things happen and it says, and for all this they would not repent. So he gives people a chance even then to repent. To turn from their sin and turn to him. But they would not do it. Instead they blaspheme God and curse his name. But they will get to that later. So there's the two trumpets we've seen that there's a third of all trees is burnt up, all the grass is burnt up, 
One third of the sea creatures die, a third of the sea becomes blood, a third of all the ships are destroyed, and that's just two trumpets. Let's go to the third trumpet, verse 10. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. The third trumpet, a great star from heaven. Was it a comet, an asteroid, actually a star? I don't know. Burning as a lamp. You've seen a falling star and the big uh, trail it leaves and so on and so forth. But it's going to be tremendously bigger than that. And it fell upon one-third of the rivers and the fountains of water. Now, just stop for a minute and picture this in your mind. First upon the, the, the sea, all rivers run into, the, into lakes and all run down into the seas, don't they? He's starting there and he's going back up. The, the seas are afflicted, then the rivers are afflicted, and the fountains of water. That means their source of the water. The very source of the water is being afflicted. That star burning with fire fell upon one-third of the rivers and fountains of water. From the sea to the rivers to the source of the rivers is affected. So he's afflicted the trees, the grass, the seas become blood. A third of the sea creatures die. A third of all ships are destroyed. A third of the rivers and fountains of waters are afflicted. In verse 11, this star and the name of the star is called Wormwood. The star from verse 10 is called Wormwood. Now that word uh, Wormwood is, uh, I just looked it up in the dictionary, well, in the English dictionary and then in the Greek dictionary. Wormwood today is a plant both bitter and harmful to the health and it grows in desolate places. Figuratively in the Bible suggests a calamity. The Greek word, I can't pronounce it, absinthos or something like that. In English, we have absinthe, which is a, a plant. It's a, a Webster's Dictionary says it's the common wormwood which causes nervous derangement. That's my Webster's Dictionary from 1958. The waters became bitter and many died because of the water. Probably consuming it or whatever, but people will die. Remember, this is the wrath of God beginning, but only a third. It's measured. There's just a measure of it. Later on, when we get to the bold judgments, the vials, it's complete. It just gets, from here, it gets worse and worse and worse, and we'll see this as we go along. Um, verse 12, we get to the fourth trumpet, and the fourth angel sounded. And the fourth angel... I'm sorry. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten. And now the scene shifts from the things being afflicted upon the earth, from the waters and stuff, to now the Lord's going to afflict the sun again. Now, earlier on, back at the end of chapter 8, we saw the sun, the moon, the stars went dark. And that was just for that, that moment, for that sign that it is. About Luke chapter 21, verse 25, talks about the sun, the moon, and the stars are a sign. They're a sign of the coming of Christ, okay? And it was for that. Just like when Jesus was on the cross, the sky went dark. Then a while later, the sun came back. After chapter 6, the sun came back after that sign. Here it is being afflicted again. God's going to afflict it again. But look at what he's going to do this time. Um, and a third part of the sun was smitten, a third part of the moon, a third part of the stars. 
So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Okay, so we have trees and grass, and the sea becomes blood, and the uh, third of the creatures die out of the sea, and the third of the ships are destroyed, a third of the rivers and fountains of waters. Now the sun is affected. The sun is afflicted. The sun and the moon, the stars afflicted again. The first time, chapter 6 there, was a, a sign. Here it is a punishment, a judgment. A third of the sun, the moon, and the stars are darkened. A light of day is diminished by a third. I'm looking out the window here now. It's a nice bright summer day. This, uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is July the first. A nice, nice bright day. You take one third of that light away. Take that third of that light away. Mankind loves death and blood, and I think God's just going to give them that blood and death to drink. And men love darkness too. Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 19 and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world that's Jesus Christ and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil John 3 19 God says you like darkness here you go you're going to have some of it but only a third his, his mercy is there I believe that his mercy is upon them right there we go to verse 13 and we see and I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. So we have an angel now flying through the midst of heaven to proclaim the things that God wants him to say. And he says with a loud voice for all to hear, Woe, woe, woe. What do you think a woe is? That's something real good, is it? No, that's not something really good. It's something really, really terrible. We've looked quickly at four trumpets. Now you need to go back and look at these things in detail and in depth. But there's four trumpets and tremendous and terrible things have happened. And he says, um, Woe unto you people that are on the earth for the reason of the trumpet number five, six, and seven that are going to sound because they're going to be a lot worse than what you've just seen. We get to chapter 9, we'll, we'll go into that. So we see the trumpets and the wrath of God. He's afflicting the things of the earth. He's afflicting the, the waters. And he's afflicting the, the rivers. He's afflicting the trees. afflicting all kinds of things. And it gets worse, as I said, for the, for the uh, trumpets 5, 6, and 7. The three woes. Now, it's interesting, a, a bit of a rabbit trail here. Some people say the book of Revelation is not chronologically. In other words, they say, well, it doesn't all just flow one after the other. It's like repetitions, like it repeats itself. No, it doesn't. This is one flowing, continuous thing, and the woes prove that. Because the woes take us right up to chapter, or the woes take us up to the seventh trumpet, and the seventh trumpet introduces the midway point of that seven years. And then it just continues on from there. You study that out and you'll see that's true. This is chronological. I used to think it was and was taught that it was, you know, some things repeat. And it kind of looks like some do. But it doesn't make sense. That I think the, the woes prove that it just continues on. It just carries on right through. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Yeah. By reason of the other voices of the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh trumpets yet to sound. Now we see that... Um, 
One third of, the, of all of the trees has been burnt up, and all the grass has been burnt up. One third of the sea becomes as blood. One third of sea creatures die. One third of the ships are destroyed. One third of the rivers and fountains of waters are afflicted. A burning star falls to the earth and all the waters are made bitter. Men die from the bitter, bitterness of the water. And the word there for men, we would think of mankind. It doesn't mean, well, the ladies are okay, just the men are going to die. That's not the idea. That's mankind is the idea. That die from the bitter water. And a third of the sun and the moon and the stars are darkened. Day and night are dark. Tremendous, tremendous things. And he says, it's going to get worse. Aren't you glad you're a Christian? Aren't you glad you're saved? Aren't you glad you're born again? Aren't you glad that you have even the freedom now, still today, it hasn't been taken from us completely, that we can still proclaim the gospel to people around about us as it was proclaimed to you and I. Let's do just that. Rescue as many people as possible from these things. It's going to come. Well, that's pretty far-fetched stuff. Sounds like science fiction. This is not fiction. This is not science. This is biblical. This is what's going to happen. God rules over everything. He can... He can raise people from the dead. He can cause these things to happen. No problem. This is God we're talking about. But it's terrible, terrible. We're going over it very, very quickly. Just touching on it. Very lightly, as it were. Just to give you an idea of what's happening. To put it into its place. So you get an idea of the structure of the book. Go back and read through these things and meditate on those things and think them through. Think it through about what's happening under each of those trumpets that are uh, taking place there. When we get to um, chapter 9 in uh, our, next, uh, um, our next video, we see the fifth angel sounding. And we see a, a star fall from heaven, but it's not a star, it's an angel with the uh, key to the bottomless pit. And now the scene will shift from calamities upon the earth. It'll still be upon the earth, physical calamities. It'll be more of a spiritual nature now. He's going to unleash some of the hounds of hell, as it were, from the bottomless pit. And we'll get into that and talk about that next time. But for right now, um, that's about all for, for those first four um, trumpets. Thank you for your attention. These are serious, serious things. The days we live in are tremendously interesting, sometimes a little bit scary, but we need not to be frightened. If you're afraid of some of the things that are taking place, take it to the Lord. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy, or is it 2 Timothy, I forget which one, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Take it to Him. Take your... Take your cares to him, for he cares for us. He, he'll look after us, and so on and so forth. Round about us, we may find all kinds of difficulties. He'll give you peace inside, though, to get through those things. Book of Revelation is not a difficult book to understand. If you just take your time and take the sections and understand what each section's about, and look at some of the other portions. Read Daniel chapter 9, verse 7. Read Matthew 24, Luke 21 those portions that, portions that talk about end times. Um, Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians, 
You find it all fits together just wonderfully. All right, that, we're going to stop right there and uh, get prepared for the next video. It might be a couple of days yet. But uh, you take care and uh, Lord bless you. Wish I could see you, but that's fine. And Danny, I got a whole bunch of empty chairs here I'm preaching to. The Lord bless you. These are serious times, folks, but you know, we don't have to worry, we don't have to fret. We'll look to the Lord. Hallelujah, anyways. Okay? Just you keep looking to the Lord. Lord bless you, and we'll uh, talk to you soon again. Thank you. Bye now.